How many of you understand that you as a human being, you are spiritual, you are a spirit. You have a soul, you have a mind. There's something about you that can't be seen physically. You can't see it with the eye, but it's real. And it's the most important part of you. Because what is unseen is eternal, the Bible says. What is unseen is eternal. God's written eternity on your heart. You're an eternal being. So this month we're going to speak about some good stuff like heaven, hell, spirituality, religion, all of that, all of that good stuff, the spiritual stuff, spiritual nature, the spiritual world. But I want to talk to you about you today. Who are you? Because we need to get this first before we speak about these other things. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your inner world. And God wants to say something to you today. What makes you, you? What is it? And what are you built on? We've spoken today about building my life on your love. But what are your foundations on? It's what's underneath. It's what's inside you at your very core that matters. In First Samuel 16, 7, it says this. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Right now you're on campus and you've seen people for the first time and you're making judgments about each other. Naturally, we just do. We fill in the gaps. That person like, looks like this, therefore they're like this. But it's the heart. Amen? It's who you are in, inside that dominates. In the Bible, it gives many different analogies of the heart, the spirit, the soul, the mind, the inner you. One of them is in Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 23, where it speaks about your heart being like a well, being like a wellspring where you could drink water from. In a Bible context, an ancient Bible context, you know, if you got that well dirty, everyone would get sick, right? And you would get sick. You've got to guard, you've got to guard your heart. You've got to guard the wellspring. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Wow. But the analogy I want us to really focus on today is a slightly different one. Again, they all get at the same matter of it's the unseen, it's the, it's the foundations of who you are. And I want to talk to you about building your life, building on a foundation. It's something that Jesus emphasized in Matthew 7. And we're going to read that scripture now as our main scripture, which is in Matthew 7, reading from verse 24, should come behind me. And it says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So that's Matthew 7. There could be two identical houses. You know, there could be two houses in the street. They look exactly the same, but one of them can be crumbling into the ground. One of them can be crumbling into the ground. Two identical houses on the outside, but it's the foundations. Right now, as you've gone to university, as you've stepped into new work, new positions... The foundations of what's there. Many, many of you have had a Christian upbringing. Some of you won't. But 
but the foundations of what's there has been built over time is now getting built on. There's weight start to go on that. And what's going to be tested is the strength of that foundation. If a building, if a building like this, for example, had a weak foundation or a damaged foundation, the concrete foundation, cracks would come across the building. Even the door frames would go wonky and eventually the building would fall over. That's what would happen if you didn't do something about it. And it's the sense, what Jesus says, it's the analogy that Jesus uses for us as people that we can have on sturdy foundations. But he says, if you, if you do these words of mine, if you hear these words of mine and do them, the Bible says, don't just be hearers of the word only, be doers of the word. And so not to deceive yourself. You think, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been to church, I've, I know the Bible, I know this. But are you doing those things that you know you need to do? So I know this is a little heavy today, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, but you, I'm, this is, you know, some of you are literally doing foundation years, okay? But listen, all of us are in foundation years because we're building a life on something. Now, if you notice in your life the cracks are starting to show, if things, you know, you're realizing that there's things in your heart, there's a, a sin that you're falling into, there's areas where you, you're not doing so well in. It might be that your foundations are damaged, but did you know that a building's foundation can be fixed? I didn't know this till a few years ago. A building can have a broken foundation, but you can rebuild that foundation. And that's what God wants to do with some of you today. He wants to rebuild your spiritual foundations and, and make sure what is it really built on. Are you built on the ideas of man, your ideas, what people said, think? We've spoken about this already today. Or is it built on the truth? Because if it's not built on the truth, if it's not built on the rock of, of who Jesus is and what he says, what he says over you, you're building on sturdy ground. And that's not the way you want to live your life, especially as young adults going forward. So this section about building on the rock, it comes after Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. If you read Matthew chapter 5 through 7, Jesus gives this long set of teaching about different areas of life. He goes through uh, the commandments, like, you know, not killing, stealing, adultery, divorce. Uh, he speaks about giving, speaks about hypocrisy, speaks about injustice. He speaks about all of these things that really dominate our everyday life, things that we think about all the time. And he gives his understanding, his spiritual uh, revelation. You know, you've heard it said, do not murder, but whoever murders, whoever hates his brother will be liable to judgment. So Jesus, you, you, some of you can say, oh, I've heard the Ten Commandments. I've heard, do not kill, do not... Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't do those things. I'm a good person. But Jesus said in his word, 1 John 3, 15, if anyone hates his brother, he's a murderer. What? You know, if anyone um, looks at a woman with lust, they've committed adultery. What? He gets to the core of it. He gets to the core of it. There was a great message we had a few years ago by a guy called Dave Campbell. He spoke here. And he spoke about this young guy from Japan. And he came, he was stealing. He had a life of crime. And he came into a church building. And there were the Ten Commandments literally around the building. But when he saw the Ten Commandments, when he saw, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, the Ten Commandments, when he saw, thou shalt not ki- steal, which was his big sin, he didn't see the angry words of a God trying to control him and try to take away his joy. He saw the words of a God who said, you won't need to steal anymore because I'll be your provider. Wow. 
You won't need to live a reckless, sinless, sinful life because I'll be your provider. We live in an angry society. We can get dragged into that, but we are called to something different. We're called to a life of love. We're called to a life of holiness. But it's only possible, it's only possible if your life's built on the truth. But the Christian life isn't just about obeying laws. It's not about just doing rules. It's about, we've already talked about this, it's about relationship with God. Do you know who God is? Like, have you made that decision? Are you following him? Are you walking with him? The answer to a faulty heart is not just trying to do better. It's, it's getting a new heart. It's getting a new heart. In Ezekiel chapter 36, it's an Old Testament scripture where God says, one day there's going to be a new covenant I make with my people. And he says in Ezekiel 36, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and to be careful to obey my rules. So God says, one day, there's coming a day where my people, I will do a work in them that will take something out of them and put something new in them. He says he'll put the Holy Spirit in you. When you give your life to Jesus, God's spirit, God's power comes into you and he changes your desires. He says in the Bible, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, the desires of your heart might be bad things, but if God puts a new heart in you and you delight yourself in the Lord and you become a worshiper of God, guess what? He will give you new desires and he will fulfill those desires. Isn't that amazing? That is so good. But it's by the Spirit of God. It's by his grace empowering you through the Holy Spirit. And maybe the Spirit isn't in you because you've never said yes to Jesus. And you might try to be doing church and you might be trying to obey the rules and go to confession and all these things that we get told to do. But have you been born again? Have you, been, have you given your life to Jesus? And has his Spirit come in you and given you new desires of holiness and righteousness? Galatians 5 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And later on in the chapter it says, if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So the Spirit helps us. The Spirit empowers us for a life of righteousness. And it's only through the grace of God. So when you hear, okay, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, don't do this, don't do this, you think, okay, that's just the cosmic killjoy. No, God came to give you life. Amen? Life in abundance. And we can take it away through our own reckless actions. The next few years for some of you will be some of the most testing years of your life. You will be in situations where you've been forced to compromise. You've been forced to laugh at that joke you know is wrong. You've been forced to, you know, go too far with whoever or whatever. God will give you grace. God will give you grace. God will put the right, look, come on, look around you. He will put the right people around you to spur you on. It says in the Bible, let us consider how we can spur one another on to love and good deeds. There's false teaching in the church. There's some, and this is what I want to talk about. You see, Jesus confronted the Pharisees of the day because they added laws to the laws. They added rules to the, they added man's rules and said, if you don't follow these rules, you're breaking in God's law. They were actually adding to God's law. 
And they were focused on the external rather than the, than the internal. Jesus called them hypocrites for that. He called hypocrites were literally Greek theater actors who would wear a mask, right? He said, don't be like the hypocrites. You need to be who I've called you to be. So there's those who we could, you could focus on the external and you could be doing this or you're trying to earn God's forgiveness or you're trying to please God through keeping his laws. But the basis of it isn't right. And there can also be a sense that now that you've been forgiven, you've, been, you've given it a license to sin, right? Now you've been forgiven, you know, God's, you know, it's all good. You just do whatever now. God doesn't expect anything of you. But I, both of them are wrong. And just before Jesus spoke about building your life on the rock, which was how he concluded the Sermon on the Mount, the last thing he said, the last kind of thing he said was, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You'll recognize them by your fruit. I want to tell by their fruit. So I want to tell you something, that a grace that doesn't change you, doesn't make you want to change, isn't grace. It isn't grace. It's something else. I've, God, God's forgiven me and now I can do whatever. No. God's forgiven you so that you can live the way he called you to live. Amen? And some of you have not got that yet. You know, some of you, uh, you know, that grace, that understanding of the Holy Spirit, it's not come to you yet. But listen, Jesus died for you. He died and he paid the price for you so that his spirit could come in, so that he could pay the price for your your sin, cancel that out, call you righteous, and then put his spirit within you and then cause you to walk in his ways, in his truth. But you have to do your part, which is to build your life on the rock. I want to read this final scripture to you as we finish. And this, this really concludes this understanding that we need to understand the gospel and how the grace of God empowers us. And it's in Titus chapter 2, reading verse 11. It says this, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Now don't miss this part. Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who was zealous for good works. Now look at that scripture. He brought salvation because he, put, he purchased you with his blood. But his grace, the same grace, trains you, equips you, empowers you now, right now. God has saved you. God is saving you. Yeah? And one day when he comes again, he will save you and the process will be complete. Amen? He gave himself to redeem you. He paid a price for you. He thought you were worth it, as we've said today. And some of you need to make that decision. Some of you haven't made, haven't made that decision yet. And you could go away from here today and say, I don't, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure, you know, this whole Jesus thing. Go and find out. Ask some questions. Ask some people who know. Talk to us. Because you've been looking for something, but what you're looking for really is Jesus. You're looking for something. You try to fill it with other things. Even as a Christian. And you've got it all in Christ. You've got it all in Christ. You lack nothing when you're in relationship with Jesus. So today as I started... 
as I started this message today, asking, what are your foundations built on? Do you know? Remember when Jesus, this is my final thought, when Jesus was speaking about the rock and the sand, like I said, he said that just after he spoke about beware of false prophets, people who profess to speak for me, but they don't. What is rock? What is sand? It's little pieces of the rock. It's little Bible verses here and there. And religious whole religions can be built on that. You know, like Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, and other Christian sects. And they quote the Bible, but it's not the rock. It doesn't fit together. It looks like the rock, but it doesn't, it doesn't stand. There's no weight. There's no power. There's nothing you can really build on. And so you're always sinking. You're always going down. And today is your chance to, to truly build your life on the rock. To truly go, I'm going to stop doing it my way, the way I think. Jesus said, if you, if you hear my words and do them, you will be a wise builder. Don't be a dumb builder. Amen? Be a wise builder. Because it's, it's only going to be you that misses out. Whatever it is you've fallen into, if there's a sin, if there's a lie you've been falling for, whatever it is, it's never too late. If you stop praying, if you stop getting in the word, if you whatever it is, come on, today's the day to start again. You're going to start university. You're going to you're going to go back to work. Build on the.